Blog Talk Radio. Hi and greetings. This is Jai Carr, and this is Women's Grid and Grace. And um, welcome to my podcast, whether this is your first time or you've enjoyed listening to my many, many, many archived and um, recorded podcasts um, on iTunes. You can find my podcast on iTunes under Women's Grid and Grace. And today's show is Women's Grid and Grace, Are You Loving and Embracing Your Power as a Woman? So, um, (laughs) one of the things I know to be true is much of what has symptoms uh, such as sexual harassment, sexual abuse, sexual predatory, difference in wages, um, difference in accounting for women dropping out of the workforce and, and being penalized by Social Security or even um, their ability to contribute to a pension. At the root of all of this is an imbalance of power between men and women. And one of the things that I work with women um, to become more aware of, and then once you're aware of something, you can make different choices, um, is where and how they are spending their power, where they are embracing their power, where they're avoiding their power, where they're confused about their power, and really helping them understand that power for women is in some ways, not every way, but in some ways different than power is for men. And there is an overlap in the ways we engage and embrace power, but there's differences as well. So this is why I'm I'm working right now um, with kind of the theme of power, because it's at the root of so much of what is challenging for women, whether it's healing their relationships, um, moving a relationship into a different um, stage um, or form, uh, speaking up, their reticence about speaking up, reticence about what they have to say when they do speak up. So uh, this is, you know, and it's coming to me to do this because when I took inventory on what it is I work with when I'm working with a woman or even a couple um, in their marriage or post, you know, working on healing an affair or whatever, um, there is this place where I, Every every client, every situation, I pivot to the woman and say, let's work on your power. Um, now, that's not the word I always use. It's often, let's work on your ability to speak up for yourself or speak up about what you know or speak up about how you care for them, even if you're angry at them. The, you know, these are, you know, these are all examples of uh, a woman embracing her power. And the word power has often a bad or negative connotation for women because of their experience of being on the other side of a misuse of power, whether it's because as a woman they know they are one step down from being supported and empowered, um, whether it's paid 80% of men, whether it's, you know, not being chosen, um, whether it's not having, you know, leadership in companies or communities. Um, and so I, you know, I say, but if you want to change something again, you have to, you have to assess what is, you have to take an inventory of where you are showing up and not and make different choices. So today's episode is more on this. I know this has been, you know, a theme I've been coming back to in the podcast in the last couple of months, but it's because, 
I really want us as women to get over our distaste of the word power and reclaim it with our definitions, with our forms and our ways of embracing our power. Because unless we do that, we will continue to play in a, in a disempowered way from really important conversations and really important, even conflicts. We have to show up in, in conflicts and, and in conversation and in choices and in actions to move the bar to include women's form of power. So, and, if, and, and how can we ask others to do that when we ourselves are reticent to do that? So today's episode, I'm going to read the write-up and then um, go a little more into this. Women know they are powerful, but too often disclaim or don't engage their power, resulting in unhappiness and undesired results. Why? Because the cultural and family messages about powerful women have not been inviting nor flattering to most women. And the results? Well, take a look (laughs) around you at a world imbalanced and unhealthy. Today I want to talk about women loving and embracing their power in their life and love. Women's power is different than how we have been taught as well as seeing it exercised by men. Different doesn't mean better or worse, and both men and women's ways of power are needed as they complement each other. Not so different from how a healthy relationship between a man and a woman requires each person, or a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, requires each person to be centered in who they really are. So, I, about how, if we don't like what is outside of us, where we start is inside of us. And this is very true for women. Power begins as an inside job for women. What do I mean by that? I mean... If we shy away from the word power, if we shy away from the places power is already in our life, if we disengage, if we disclaim it, um, if we deny it, but go around the back door to, to get our way or to get what we want done, that is not power. That's called manipulation. And Manipulation is what men often will tell me they don't like and ha- have been on the uh, side of or on the end of. And really, you know, it, it not only do they not like it, they they will reject it or they will try to um, diminish it, manipulation. So the best way to have any relationship begins with ourselves. Are we telling ourselves the truth about where we are embracing our power and where we're not. And then once we can be honest with ourselves, um, then we can make different choices. And the truth is there's not a woman on the planet who's 100% with her power. It's just, it's, it's impossible. We've come through too many generations and, and have too many structures that, that don't embrace women in their power. Now, power for a woman can be similar to what does she love. For example, if you love to be a mother and you invest your best and your most in that, then you're probably pretty powerful as as a mother. If you are an artist and you love to create and love to, you know, generate... um, then that's going to be where you're powerful. 
this is what I'm talking about in terms of power for women. It's not a one-size-fits-all, as is true even for men, but even more so for women. One of the gifts of not being the dominant um, form of something is we get to claim what is true for us. And, you know, it's, it's kind of... <laughs> It's, it's a both hand, and that's what life is. Where there's challenge, there's also opportunity. So the opportunity for women in our challenged state of, of being, you know, 80% of, <laughs> of men is to then claim what do we want that 20%, that difference to really become. And one of the things I know to be true is it begins, as I said earlier, with yourself it begins with how are you treating yourself how are you holding yourself how are you loving yourself how you how are you respecting yourself because how you are in that is going to be how you can sustain being that outside of yourself so if you don't like yourself you're going to find a lot of people outside of you to not like and justify why you don't like them if you don't love yourself and are compassionate with your your human foibles, you're going to be very judgmental about the people outside of you. None of this is power. Okay? Um, the same with respect, the same with support. Again, it doesn't mean you have to like everybody. But, what, but my example and kind of my point is, if you don't like yourself, you're going to find so many reasons not to like outside of yourself, others, situations, choices. There's a big enough world and there's a lot of, of uh, how should I put it, opportunity for different people to make different choices, different lifestyles, diff, you know, construct different ways of living. It's not about looking out and making what you don't like wrong. It's what are you, what have you created? How have you added value by your values to the world, to your life, to your family, to your relationships? And the only way you can do that is to be who you are, which is to then know who you are and where there's a conflict between what your value is and what your choices are to clean that up. And that's very powerful. The most powerful way to be is, is with integrity. Okay? And what, what do I mean by that? I was an architect for 10 years, and... One of the things we do as an architect is to seek integrity, both at a design level and also at a physical level. At a physical level, that means you try to line up structures that are bearing weight and, and you know able to support a building. You try to line them up so they can add support to each other. Then a building has integrity if it's if it's if it's physical support and frame is is working together. And it's all working towards the same result, which is to make a secure building with the least amount of, of materials. Integrity of design is if you are designing a medical facility for lots of people to come and go, as well as for the people who clean it and the people who tend the patients, make make a design where that is supported versus making it hard to clean, thus it's not going to be clean, making it hard for, for nurses and doctors to get in and out and see the patients and reach the patients, make it easy because then they're going to be more willing to, 
to come to that bedside and stay at that bedside, etc. That's called design integrity. When you live with integrity, that means you're not saying one thing but doing another. That's kind of like saying, I'm going to go left. Oops, no, I'm going to go right. Where do you go? You go nowhere. And this is one of the things that people who are frustrated with where their life is or, or how they can't seem to get to where they want in life, I will often say, let's look at what do you really believe, what, what's of value to you, and what choices are you making. So if you want to have love from your partner, are you loving them? Well, I need them to love me, then I'll love them. I said, okay, this is why you're stuck. This is why your relationship is unsatisfying to you both because you're both waiting for the other person to do what you, has a high value in your relationship. You have to be what it is you say has value for you. If being loved is of value to you, then love. And, you know, this is a hard concept because in, in America we've, we've spent some years being kind of sitting in this, this language of I want, I deserve, I can get. Um, and that's really, you know, <laughs> that's what I call the commodity version of life and relationship, but it's a commodity, meaning, yeah, yes, you, you can you can operate that way, but then there's a price, okay? When you are what you want, there's no price other than being congruent with your choices to your values. You don't have to pay. You don't have to worry that, you know, the person that you are perhaps supporting financially so that they love you, but that's why they love you because you're their sugar daddy or you're their sugar mama. As soon as you can't or when it's not enough, that relationship may may dissolve. And that doesn't mean that when you bring integrity to how you live, relationships won't dissolve. That's life. Life has birth and 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 sustenance and then death. It's a cycle. And sometimes that cycle completes itself before we like a relationship we really wanted to go uh, for the length of our life doesn't. Um, that can, you know, that can be bring sorrow. That can bring grief. But but then when the, if a relationship ends and you've been who you are with integrity in it, then you can let it go and say, okay, it's time has come. It is now time for for another. And power is being with what is and who you are. And again, life is an evolution, so it doesn't mean we find a place where we're good enough and we sit there for decades. That means we're we're co-creating with our life. I, I don't believe we get to choose whatever we want and make it so, whether it's, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, there's many, many forms of magical thinking, but I do believe we have more power than we often hold ourselves to. And want, you know, the power we have is to be what it is we value, make choices in alignment with that. You know, um, you know, there's a great um, benchmark I hold myself to. And it's, you know, love and, and fear are just different sides of the coin. Which one do I want to enjoy? And so sometimes when I'm, I'm really afraid, you know, something scares me, or I fear for the future or fear about a consequence of, of a possible scenario in the future, I then ask myself, 
is that a loving way to treat this present moment? Is this a loving way to believe about life? Is this a loving way to hold yourself um, or, you know, in fear? And these are, you know, th- these may seem like silly little things, you know, like, well, yeah, but, you know, you're you're going to die. You can't think yourself out of that and go, no, but I can love that I'm not dead now. I can love what I am able to do with my body and my time and my day now. Um, no, I can't. I can't make the cycle of life different, but I have power in right now. And I have power to choose how to spend my precious day. And I have power to uplift someone or to judge them and make them wrong. You know, one of the things I was thinking about in my shower today, I said, you know, that that what I will find myself saying sometimes to a client is, yes, those are the facts, but what is what is the truth? The facts are... He did you wrong. You know, he's a narcissist. He's a schmuck. He's this, he's that. But what's the truth? You have power in how you want to respond. You have power to begin to understand what you wanted him to be. He's not. And now there's power in what you choose to do about that. Go to the place of power, which isn't that you can control what happens, but you can absolutely make choices. That is loving and embracing your power. So we got to go, but please contact me at Jaikar, at jaikar.com. You can email me. You can check out my website, which, by the way, is in revision. Um, It's a 10-year-old website, so it's a little... um, dated in terms of what I now do, but it has a lot of really wonderful articles. Um, It'll give you a flavor of who I am. And as I said earlier, please check out my iTunes podcasts. They go back for, wow, almost 10 years. Um, There's a lot of great material. There's a lot of great interviews. Um, My podcast started in an interview format for several years. And um, it's just a lot of, of wonderful material. So I bid you a good day. Um, Spring is but a week away as I sit here in New England, having just shoveled out two feet of snow from, um, you know, to get to my garage. But it's all good. Um, And I'll talk with you soon. Blessings. Bye.